pour a bowl of cereal and turn on the TV. I'm watching my cartoons, please don't bother me. I could grow up tomorrow, pay the bills and be responsible. But today it just doesn't feel possible. Let's talk about life and death and everything between. Things that keep you up at night and idiosyncrasy. Public bathroom etiquette and matches we can't see. Girls please to know where the nature of reality. Let's talk about life and death and everything between. Breakfast foods and bad times and cartoons on the TV. Breakfast foods and bad times and cartoons on the TV. First things first. Oh, did we have a hard day at work? I had a really... Really bad day at work. Why can't I hear anything? It's because I plugged the headphones into the wrong thing. This sounds really good on the microphone. Oh! My heart! My entire bad day just melted away because I opened my Pokemon stickers. A grown man's joy of opening a packet of stickers. <laughs> Number fucking one in the Pokemon sticker packet is my favorite Pokemon. Number one in the packet, number one in your heart. Number one in my heart. <laughs> it's Persian, baby. My whole day is made up for, and I still have four or five more stickers to go. Here we go. Moving on. Vile Plume. Not bad. Number three. Just made my girlfriend's day with Gengar. Chris's day is made. Next, we have Golduck. Great one. It's a great one. This might be for you. It's a Machoke. Ooh, interestingly enough, it's a Machop, and I'm pretty sure they go together. They do. This is the first instance we've had so far of two of the framed stickers that, like fit in a series. Now I have a Machamp and I'm almost certain that it does not go with that portrait but it doesn't matter because I gave my Machamp to Nick. So, here we have Machop, first of all. Mm -hmm. In this action pose. It's a Doing a a chop. (laughs) And then we have next up, Makik. Doing (laughs) his signature move, the high kick. Can you imagine if Machamp kicked somebody? He'd be like, dude, you have four arms. Why are you kicking people? Do you want these? These can be yours. I, I totally do. If, They're yours, I, then. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm holding out hope that we'll get him get Machamp. I'm pretty certain that the one I had, he was in like a different colored background and not doing that pose and not doing some sort of karate move. <laughs> I think he was just flexing his muscles. I, I wonder what uh, what move he'll do in this series because he has to have that that like what, what would you call that that sort of like little explosion shape that indicates the action. Oh. I know there's a, a word for it. I know what it's called when it happens on a gun. It's almost like a visual onomatopoeia. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so well, obviously, uh, Machop is karate chopping. And, and Machoke is, is kicking, <laughs> so Machamp has to be doing something with uh, with another set of arms. Yeah. <laughs> something you can only do if you have four arms. Hmm. What's something you could only do with four arms? Uh. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I, I'm sorry, I don't know. I should have been more ready for this. You can play Nintendo Wii against yourself. <laughs> Um, you can play two-player Goldeneye. <laughs> yeah. 
Obviously, Gengar and Persian are off limits, but do you have any interest in Golduck or Vileplume? I'll, I'll take whatever. I like. If you want either Pokemon. of these, you can have them. I'll, I'll go for a Golduck. Okay. I enjoy Golduck. There's a whole collection in there of Golduck things a, that you can have if you Golduck want. Golduck is a great attacker in Pokemon Go. He is, but I, I have a huge stack going of ones built up. But yeah, today sucks. There, were there no holographics in that one? No holographics in that one. Ooh. Nope. Nope. Um. So anyway, I don't want my bad day to be indicative of my normal days based on some things we're going to talk about today. Did your today. boss from your old job just, like, drop in today? And... We're going to talk about him today. Uh, but no, he did not show up at work today. Okay, so I know, that was the first thing on the docket today. I know that you will not be happy unless I make the number two thing on the docket the stolen packages incident. Oh, I know God. that if we don't talk about it up front, you'll be upset. Yeah. You may set the scene. Yep, we got robbed. <laughs> we did we, get robbed. We got robbed. We called the police and everything. Yeah. A police officer came to the house. RV was the most insistent to kill someone I've ever seen. <laughs> well, he, as he should be, we were robbed. Yeah. Arfi is a big defender of the Black Lives Matter movement <laughs> and is not okay with police officers as a result. Hmm. So, yeah. We well, both... you better be careful. He could have easily shot your dog whenever he came into the house. Yeah. that's that. I don't know. Have you seen that that's happened, like, a lot lately? The, he did not come into the house. Okay. But what happened was me trying to go out the front door and Arfi was so insistent to get out that he, like, was trying to bite me just to get past me to wow. kill the man at the door. Wow. Yeah. Did he think maybe he was the the guy who took the packages returning to the scene of the crime? <laughs> I don't think Arby is aware that we had packages stolen. But Jack and I had packages delivered on the same day. We both got notifications. The I was, package I was very excited. The package that I was waiting for was your Christmas present. The package that you were waiting for was something you got for yourself. And... I got the notifications while I was yeah, at work. Just, just to be clear, it's not because I'm a jerk. It's because I already had given you your Christmas presents, like, days prior. Well, I was trying to make it sound yeah. like you're a jerk. What really happened here was you ordered my gift late, and then all of my things got stolen. <laughs> That's basically it. I mean, it it technically arrived before Christmas. It was That's true. It was just stolen. That's so I, I didn't order it late. Um... I got the notifications at work. I I went to the house within a 30-minute window of the mm -hmm. notifications, and they were not there. And I specifically said to you that I was not worried and I wasn't going to do anything about it. I said, I don't know. I can't explain it. I don't know why they're not here, but I'm not worried and I'm not going to do anything. And I immediately said, I'm a little worried. Right. Because, like... There have been news stories for the weeks leading up to Christmas. Almost every single day they were talking about package theft in Indianapolis was a huge thing. And Dude, I've were... worked in television news for like 10 years. You know how many yeah. times I've done that story? Probably. How many times did you do it last week? <laughs> I've probably done it twice a year, every year. I, I saw it just in passing. We don't even have TV here. I only saw it in passing at work on the break room TV, and I saw it still several times in the, the couple of weeks before Christmas. And they're saying there's been a huge explosion of package theft around Christmas, and they suspect that people are 
following, like tagging along behind UPS or or your postal workers. That's how I would do it. In like an unmarked delivery looking van. And then they go up to your porch and they act like they're dropping something off and then they run away with your package. And I was like, so the well, new- that, that, that doesn't really happen. You're telling me that the news created paranoia and hysteria in you. Uh, they created a reasonable concern, I think. So I got I got here about 5 to look for the packages. And then what time did you get home from work? Like 7? Yeah. And they still weren't there? They weren't. And mine was delivered, it, it said at 4.30. Yeah, because I know I got here about 5 and it said about 4.30 at both of ours. And I, I see, even still when you got home, I was like, I am not worried. I, I was excited for this. I had Mike waiting, too. I, I was like, hey, if you're at the house, watch out for a package. Because I ordered my first ever suit. Like my like a grown-up suit with a jacket and pants. But not even for what the gifts were. I just meant, I knew in my heart of hearts that it was some sort of misunderstanding and that they were not stolen. And I also knew that if they were stolen, it would all be fine. I would get my money back. I would get the gifts back. I, or I if was I didn't, not so fortunate. it would not be a big deal. Yeah. You were not so fortunate? No. If if my my package gets stolen, I, it wasn't from Amazon. They won't just go, oh, here, let how us do you send know you that? another one. Because it's from H&M. How do you know that? How many times have you called H&M to dispute a stolen package? Well, I called them once... And I was on hold for about half an hour before I You realize it. that even if H&M shoots you down, you just call UPS, and then they have their own management system for dealing with that. I'm not sure if UPS is going to be like, here's your money. Like, I trust you. It doesn't matter who you call. They're going to give you your shit back. Well, it's fine. Anyway. You have this magical confidence. So you get home. You're worried. Yeah. You say... Call the police. Yes. And I was very nonchalant, and you were not happy. You were stressed that day, I know, because you were trying to leave town, and you yeah. were not happy about my cavalier attitude towards it. About ten minutes before this is my that, suit. Yep. About ten minutes before that, I had finished talking to a PIO with the IMPD. Those are some acronyms that I'm going to fill in for you. Okay. That's a public information officer with the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department. I had just got done talking to him about ten minutes prior. So I called him back, and I said, look, packages have been stolen from my front porch. This has never happened to me before. I don't know what to do. He said, there's a non-emergency report line, like mm-hmm. 911, but for non-emergencies. Yeah. He said, call this, right? So I call them. The holidays are coming up, and they tell me. They're busy. Yeah, they're like, you can either have someone do it on the phone after Christmas, like depending on when we can get someone in here, uh-huh. or you can have an officer come to your phone, your house, excuse me, right now. And all I'm thinking, because remember, I was the nonchalant one, I'm right. like, I don't want to have somebody, like, I don't want to waste an officer's time by making him come to the house for this. Yeah, but you also don't want to wait until, like, a week after it happened and then... Like, oh, I totally agree yeah. with you on that. Because I, I'm not disputing mm-hmm. that H&M needed the police report they might have said give us the police report but i don't think they would have been like fuck off nothing no see the reason that i wanted to have it like on record was because my plan was just to contact the stores in town and be like hey if someone tries to return this order like contact the police they're looking for it that way if somebody was like i've stolen your things the chances of the person who stole our things being 
my size exactly and like my style and wanting to wear that and being able to yeah. are, are not great. Yeah. And so they would most likely just take it back to a store and get cash. So I was hoping, like, yeah, I'm going to get you, you. You seem to think like a criminal. You seem a little suspicious here. You know how to think like a like a, a thief. Well, I, this is maybe a spoiler, but I'll tell you something. I did end up with that suit. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, anyway, uh, I had to work late, so I waited, a, like, 24 hours before I called the police. And an officer came to the house within 10 minutes, maybe. He was here super fast. I told him what happened... I filled out a police report, gave me a little thing that said, here's where you can go to print out the police report, which I knew mm-hmm. you wanted. All done. Then, I went to a nest. I went to go Pokemon hunting at a nest, which mm-hmm. probably took an hour, maybe an hour and a half. What, you, what kind of Pokemon did you get? It was a Machop nest. Oh. It was not a populated Machop nest. Yeah. I spent an hour, and, an hour and change there, and I got four, maybe five. Huh. Anyway, it wasn't you a great one. You didn't tell me about the Machop nest. It was you. You don't want to go because it wasn't a great nest. It was in the hood. I went very late at night, and it was cold, and I didn't bring a coat. It sounds like you just made a series of bad decisions. Yep. yep. Yes, I did. It's the good thing you didn't get robbed then there. You're in a park in the ghetto late at night. I mean, it was Christmas Eve, and I and there was no one in the house, and I had no one, family or anybody, friends or anything to spend the day with, and I was like, well. I'm going to distract myself with Pokemon. Uh, So, like I said, police officer leaves. I go to the nest for an hour and a half. I come back on our back porch, our enclosed patioed back porch, in a trash bag. Both of the packages that we were expecting and another one. As this is all unfolding, I'm I'm out of town. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting text updates. And every time my jaw's just dropping with like, yeah, because let's go back. When I when I told you they weren't there, you thought I was fucking with you. You were like, this is a prank. I was hoping you were just fucking with me. But then when I text you 24 hours later and say, I've called the police and I've made a report. Oh, by the way, the packages are here on the back porch in a (laughs) trash bag. Then you were like. You're fucking with me, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Real hilarious to hide my stuff in a trash bag and then be like, oh, now it suddenly appears. Um, yeah, so we got him. The old stolen package in a trash bag gag. Everyone knows that old one. Um, a few days later, I saw our next door neighbor. She told me that they had been delivered to her. She took a full day to get them to us. By the time she got them to us, she was worried about the rain, so she put them in a trash bag. I was hoping, whenever you told me that, I was like, was this some teenager? And they got, like, busted by their mom or something, and she, like, <laughs> made them go around all the houses and take them back. Because that would have been hilarious. Well, so we didn't get robbed at all. Like, not even a little bit. Well, here's what's funny. So, I, I Amazon gave me both of the items that I ordered back, mm-hmm. right? So, the thing that I got you was a an Adventure Time cookbook, mm-hmm. which we now have two of, which we have no need to have two of. So, it did come? Well, it was delivered yesterday and I got the notification. But, but it's not... we have yet to see Right, it. <laughs> so I'm assuming that the neighbors, which take 24 hours to deliver our packages, have it. Right. Even if I don't, we have no reason to have another Adventure Time cookbook. That's, and I got the second one for free, true. so like, whatever, it's fine. I can't say on Mike, because she's going to listen, but 
the other thing was a birthday present for Krista. Krista's mm-hmm. birthday present is next week. And her thing is a totally awesome thing to have double of. You know what it, I mean? It's a sexual toy. <laughs> a, a dildo. You know what toy. they say about double your pleasure. Yeah. You double your fun. Yeah. So that's why it's great that we got more of those on the way. And they were free. Oh, Amazon, if you're listening. Uh, never got the first package. <laughs> I totally need all those refunds we and replacements. We do have a police report. If they... <laughs> yeah, if they don't believe me. Um, okay. So that's all on that, right? We just spent 16 minutes on that. I got a suit. I'm a big kid now. Yeah, you got if a suit. If I ever apply for and get an interview for a job... I'll have a thing that I can you wear You got to. a suit and a cookbook based on a children's TV show on the <laughs> same day. You're an adult now. Yep. Uh, some of those recipes look real good. Oh, I'm excited. Um, have you given any further, further, excuse me, have you given any further thought to the Flannel Cakes New Year's Eve game night extravaganza? Um, like what? Like, are we doing it? Do you know yeah, who's coming? Is your girlfriend coming? Yeah. She's coming tomorrow night. My girlfriend's coming. Do we have anyone else coming? I kind of doubt it. I invited okay. Mike. I invited Adam and Kyle. Adam can't Did come. Did they respond? They didn't respond to yeah. me. Yeah. Adam said he can't come, but he, he said Kyle might, and I was like, he won't. But I was like, make sure that yeah, he knows yeah. that he's actually invited. Danny is interested. Okay. And uh, anyway, do you want to make the pizza fries from the Adventure Time thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's good. I bought some little teeny baby pepperonis mm. yesterday because I was like, I bet these would be great for some pizza fries. I want to see what a baby pepperoni looks like before it gets sliced. <laughs> it's <laughs> like a miniature toy version of a pepperoni. Like a, it just looks like a Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I bought. Maybe I bought sliced Slim Jim. <laughs> Macho man's in the cupboard. <laughs> Slice up a Slim Jim. Ooh, yeah. Okay, so I got to tell you about this. This is totally random and stupid Mm -hmm. you know that a lot of people on the internet have got on this bandwagon of thinking that the year 2016 is a malice and intentional killer that murdered lots of celebrities this year yeah people have it in their head that Mm -hmm. the year 2016 yeah committed these atrocious murders Mm -hmm. so some of the people at work that i don't like We're having a very loud, long conversation last night about how next year they're going to make a Deadpool. They're like, we're going to really cash in on what happened this year. We're going to all put in five bucks. We're all going to pick ten people. And whoever Mm. has the most is going to win. You know what I mean? Okay, that's a really morbid game. (laughs) They talked about it in great length for a long time. It was really annoying. Anyway, today I happened to walk by that part of the office. Mm -hmm. And they went, oh, Maverick, stop. And I was like, yes. And I came over. They said, uh, who are some wrestlers that are probably going to die next year? <laughs> and I was like, Undertaker? I heard. Nah, he'll probably live. Um, they asked about Ric Flair. And I was like, I'm pretty sure Ric Flair is into Betty White status now that she'll just outlive all of us. But uh, I was like, I heard you guys talking about your stupid thing last night. And I decided I'm not going to participate because if I did, I would just pick 10 wrestlers and then I would win. <laughs> Uh, wow, you think 10 wrestlers next year? I'm not saying 10 wrestlers, but I'm saying the 10 that I would pick. Because the point system they did is, so, it, like, let's say the person dies at 99, you get one point. 
if the person dies at 50, you get 50 points. It's okay. subtracted from 100. And wrestlers notoriously die young. Hmm. So if I just picked... Yeah, yeah like, like I just said, The Undertaker. Notorious for dying. Well, the one... Yeah, he's been... And he's Rick the, Flair. He's the dead man. Jerry Lawler. Well, the one that I... Oh, Jerry Lawler might not live through next year. Well, the one that I picked... I don't know if you know this name. You know who Paige is? Yeah, she's a lady. Yeah, she's she's 23 years old. And I don't think she's going to live to see 2018. Really? Yeah, so that would earn she's massive hard points. and fast? <laughs> uh... You once used the expression, uh, road hard and put away wet. I love that expression so much. (laughs) She is dating an elderly wrestler who might be taking that term a little too literally (laughs) with her. Okay. (laughs) So. Uh, Again, people, never put away your lady wrestlers wet. You know? It doesn't matter how hard you're riding them. You just don't put them away wet. Don't feed your lady wrestlers after midnight. That's just common sense. You're asking for mildew and <laughs> and mold okay and um, wrinkles that's a great this is a great segue into the main topic I want to talk about today which is the year that was 2016 yeah do you want to talk about the year that was it was fucking shitty <laughs> like I I know that obviously the year itself isn't responsible for a lot of the things that have but it seemed like it, they're just jam packed, and just right to the last minute, they're just like throwing in more stuff. <laughs> well, uh, Carrie Fisher I mean, being the most recent, and then her mother dying the next day. You um, you love it when I reference your tweets, so I'll reference that if you were the writers of the television show 2016, I mean, what a way to add a bunch of drama right there at the end. I think should we do the tweet corner? My idea. No, just get out of read, here with your tweet corner. Just read tweets because no one ever reads them, so maybe they'll hear them on the show. No, this is not a segment on the show. It is now. Nope, it's not. I invented it. I have one important question for you about 2016. Okay. Stop looking at your tweets. I'm no. not going to allow you to read any of them. I mean, what I mean by that is you're gonna do it, so I'm just gonna. Just let you do it. Uh, well, you're you're referencing a specific one, so I was going to try to read that one. It was way back at the election, so it was, a, it was a, a ways ago. I was tweeting a lot more during the election time. There was just so much stuff going on. So was Trump. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I I think he is just continuing. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I'm not seeing it. Okay, good. Let's move on. My one question for you about 2016, Jack. What lessons did you learn this year? Hey, I found it. Okay, let's hear it. (laughs) It seems like the writers for America don't know if they're getting another season, so they're planning a huge finale just in case. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I I think that it's getting canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. The dustbin of history. Are there any shows that, like, were just really, really great, and then something just happened? Like, it, it was should have ended, and then they were like, oh, maybe we'll just give them one more, and then it goes terrible. 
That's not, oh, I was prepared with my answer, but then you didn't ask the question that I thought you were going to ask. Um, you can just answer whatever question you're no, imagining. My, <laughs> the show that I'm thinking of only got one season. Uh, okay, so got one more season. I, my example is a cartoon, and it's the Uncanny X-Men. That the, the, was a the, show the final, on Fox? Yeah. The anime, X-Men is the animated series. The classic blue and yellow outfits, all that stuff. Wait, that show is called The Uncanny X-Men? Yeah. Um, I don't think it is. It is. Okay. And, uh, so, the show had its run, and it ended. And they're like, whoa, whoa, just kidding, just kidding. Um, more episodes. They didn't have the same artists. It was animated differently, it looked weird, it didn't have the same voices, it only had a handful of episodes, they were aired out of order, so it didn't really mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. sense. There was not really any like proper finale, mm-hmm. it was just all slapped together, and they put it out anyway, and we're like, here you go. Mm-hmm. Wait, so ask me the question one more time, it's a series that should have been cancelled, but wasn't? And then they just, it was great, and then they were just like, and also this uh sons of anarchy maybe i recently everything after season two here's a show that i'm sure you've never seen i've definitely never seen it i recently heard that the show don't trust the bee in apartment 23 i've seen that whole show it's great oh you like it it's it's actually really good oh i can't believe that um i heard that it aired like out of order like they just didn't care and they were just throwing it on television i I think that might be true yeah okay this is a good show though and i'm shocked that you like that show you know who stars in that show right that doesn't always i mean like okay look at two broke girls that's a network comedy featuring a hot girl that you like do you think you would ever get... Someone I used to enjoy, based on one movie performance. More than one? <clears throat> but do you think you would ever get one minute of enjoyment out of Two Broke Girls? Your boy your boy Patty Walsh writes on that show. Yeah. Oh, Patty. Oh, Patty. You're putting me in an awkward situation to talk bad about <laughs> these people. But I can't imagine that... Hey, two um, broke girls and don't trust the beard. Sometimes bad things happen to good people, and two broke girls is a bad thing that's happening to a lot of people. I don't think that those two shows can be all that different. Uh, you're wrong. You're. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen either one you're of them ever. Really wrong. CBS has a formula, like big time. Yes. And I can't. I think it was Fox that did. Uh, don't trust the bee in apartment twenty three. It's, it's I a just little heard a bit like edgier. About it the other day, I think they said it was on ABC. Seems way too, uh, you know. I agree. I agree. Way too edgy for why ABC. are we talking about this? What I don't were know. we talking about that led to this? I don't know, but I'm glad. I we're don't here. even remember. Do yourself a favor. Get on Netflix. And watch. Don't trust the bee in apartment twenty three. It's great. Okay, got it. It's an American sitcom. Uh, well, we know that part. It aired on ABC from. Wow. <laughs> it aired from uh, April eleventh, twenty twelve, to January fifteenth, twenty thirteen. Um. Yeah, it's a good show. The girl moved from Indiana to New York. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I like uh, her character description. J- just like uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Kristen Ritter stars as Chloe, the eponymous bitch in t- Apartment 23. Uh-huh. I just like that. Sorry. I guess only I thought it was funny. Frankie Muniz was in an episode. Mark Paul Gosler, Busy Phillips, Kevin Sorbo, Dean Kane. Yeah. Frankie Muniz. I can't believe um, that. What is Justin, Frankie Muniz doing? I don't know. Uh, Justin Vanderbeek is in it, and he plays himself. Justin Vanderbeek, also from, from Malcolm in the Middle of Fame? From Dawson's Creek. That's James Vanderbeek. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't what's the name of the old, the eldest brother on Malcolm in the Middle? Um, so follow up question: that 70s How many show guys? Follow up question: brother. How many clicks on Wikipedia do you think it will take me to get to that answer? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I went, I clicked on Frankie Muniz, and then I clicked on Malcolm in the Middle, and now I am on the Malcolm in the Middle page. Don't accidentally get on the Breaking Bad page; you'll be there forever. Oh, you know what? When you said that, I was thinking of Eric Per Sullivan, who played the little kid. The, the older one, I'm guessing his name is Justin Burfield. Nope, he played the weird friend. Oh, right! It's, it's Chris Masterson. He's related okay, to yeah. Danny, Masterson, yes, Danny Masterson. And he made that weird movie that we like with the wings on the face. That is a great movie. What's that movie called? You know what? I'll just fucking um, go to his Wikipedia page. Is it like the... It's something about the one. This is a great where Patrick Walsh or not Patrick Walsh, Patrick Warburton plays a local actor who is starring in Waterworld the musical. <laughs> and he there's one part where he's being paid to portray delivery driver and wearer of orange socks who goes by the name of Rick Flair. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm looking at all of his list of movies, and none of these seem right. Of what? That he's been in. This is the most boring thing that we've ever done. No, I'm so fascinated by this. We're doing this. That your mom. This is what moms do. They go, "Oh, what was the name of that?" No, this is going good places. Know that guy who was it? Oh, come on, come on. Oh, I just can't. think Okay, I have three interesting facts for you about Chris Masterson. (laughs) Oh my god, we're in a fucking rabbit hole. This is great. Number one, he was in a directed video sequel to Dragonheart. (laughs) <laughs> Great. Number two, he is now a professional. That, that one didn't have Dennis Quaid. It has Randy Quaid. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Number two, he is now a DJ. Who do you think played the Sean Connery role in the Dragonheart sequel? Do you think it a was Sean Connery voice? I was going to say, do you think it was Kevin Spacey doing an impersonation <laughs> yeah. of Sean Connery? Okay. Number three, it was Roger Moore. Danny Masterson and Chris Masterson are followers of Scientology. That was, that was way funnier than you. Oh, I got it. Roger <laughs> yeah. Moore. Got it. Okay. They they are Scientologists. Do any of these movies seem like that movie that we're which, thinking of? Which uh, actor are you on? Chris Masterson, the star and director of this movie that we saw. I don't think he's actually in the movie. I think he just yes, made it. Yes. Danny Masterson is in the movie. No, Chris Masterson is in it because he, he, there's a, he always goes to that bar because he likes the wings. And there are several scenes that take place at this bar. Made and every for time each he other. eats the wings, it's made, his whole face is covered other. in the wing sauce. Remember? There's like three scenes in the movie 
where he acts the whole scene out with his face just caked in orange wing sauce. I, I don't remember the specific scenes. I didn't remember the Patrick Warburton thing. Let's watch that movie. Anyway, I May, still... The movie is called Made for Each Other. Just watch it, if for nothing else, than Patrick Warburton playing the role of the Mariner in Waterworld, the musical, in local theater. <laughs> anyway, I really do not at all know how we got here. I don't know. We've done 30 minutes I mean, we now. We can rewind and just see. Nah, I'm not that concerned. Okay. So 2016 sucked. Yeah. But here's here's my biggest thing about this. Everybody's going, oh, 2016 is the worst year ever. It's like, uh, hello? <laughs> just wait. Okay. <laughs> like, it's, we're not, we're not poised to get better. 2017 isn't like a glimmer of hope in the future. 2016 is just like the ominous shadow of 2017. <laughs> But, Jack, it always gets darkest just before the dawn. Well, I think it's about to get a lot darker <laughs> before there's any kind of dawn. <laughs> just remember, like, what, 12 days into the new year? Um, 21st is the day of the inauguration. Okay. Just putting this out here, if you're listening to this in the distant future... There's still time for you to travel back in time and save us all. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. Mm. That's really sad. Can I... That that makes me think of this thing that I saw that actually, like, ruined, like, three days in a row for me. Uh, okay. I was at work in the break room. My previous job didn't have a TV in the break room. This one does, and at first I was very happy about that just nice to have on uh, and avoid conversations. Even prisoners get a TV in the break room. So, it doesn't get many channels, and they're almost all, like, glitched. You know, digital antenna, and it's not good quality. So, sometimes it's on a western channel, sometimes it's on this really cool, like, sci-fi channel called Comet. It's Never heard of it. They air Mystery Science Theater. Whoa! I'm a fan! Uh, and then one of them, of course, is a religious channel mm-hmm. that is still airing. Did you know that Jim Baker still has a show? Don't, I have no idea who that is. Televangelist Jim Baker. Never heard of him. Husband of Tammy Faye Baker. I know who that is. Okay. You know why she's famous? Nope. Because she used to do this show with her husband, and then he got caught embezzling millions of dollars... <laughs> Of donations that they were getting from, from their followers. And he still has millions of followers, I'm guessing? He still has some followers. Um, well, you know, uh, his religion is is built largely around forgiveness. And that's a part that they like to not talk too much about for the most part until it applies to them directly uh but anyway the show is on in the break room and i'm watching i like i don't know if someone else is watching it i don't want to i'm not the tv captain i don't want to go up there and, and you're change sure this is like a rerun yeah it's it's very current it's very okay. topical okay and what upset me was it was not a religious show at all <laughs> 
Not once during the whole thing did they, like, provide practical advice based on, like, biblical lessons or try to give people some sort of, like, hopeful guidance based Prayers? around love and forgiveness. It was a extreme right-wing political show <laughs> that was framed as a, a religious program, and it was, like, fucking scary. Were they praying? No. Okay. It was... It was just really so. Like, like I watched it, and it made me like literally frightened. I like was a like, pundit show. Basically, they they were framing it as though it was a panel of people having a discussion, just you know, some frank real talk. Mm-hmm. About I love Amer- frank real talk. Ab- by the way, yeah, He's about about America. He, I love his reality show. Yeah. Real talk with Frank. Real talk with Frank. Real talk. Yeah. Anyway. Co-starring Jim Baker. Uh, so it, this show, you just—they go on and on about the left and the the accusations of fake news, and they're like, and you know who polices this? They like this Snopes website. That's who's going to police your Facebook, and um, you know who runs Snopes? Exclusively left-wing people. It's run now when they talk about left, they're of course referring to the teachings of Siddhartha Gautama, the, <laughs> the Buddhist teacher, right? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, got it. Okay. I think they what they mean by left is uh, godless heathens. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and so they they're just going on and on, just like trash. And they go this this website that's made to catch fake news is run exclusively by liberals and i was like um did they say what website snopes oh snopes has proven themselves to be like the most reliable fact checking for the internet like i totally know what that is you don't know what it has a a friend that's a small golden bird Lives on top of the doghouse. Sometimes flies a plane. I've. Arfie is fucking a monkey. God damn it, Arfie! He is having sex. I've never, I've never seen him do this. He was like, "This is embarrassing." He was doing like a kangaroo pose where he was like standing up on his hind legs and holding this monkey with his front paws and just like thrusting on. <laughs> He's just looking like what? <laughs> he has so many toys. I think he and he only first. fucks the most lifelike ones. <laughs> Also, Arby only fucks toys that are of a similar color to him. <laughs> That's true. Arby's a racist. Well, he hates the dogs that look like him the most. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, don't look at me. It's <laughs> don't weird. ever look at me ever again, Arby. It's weird. <laughs> you should feel shame about what you're doing. Of all... If we were doing an end-of-the-year podcast awards, of all the <laughs> tangential interruptions we've ever had... You stopping your story to go doing it. to go Arfie's fucking a monkey. Have you no shame, sir? Don't get a video of it. Is he, is he doing it right now? Oh, I'm gonna crush. 
Is he still going at it? Did you just touch it with your foot, the fuck monkey? <laughs> I kicked it at him. Which, by the way, will henceforth forever be known as the fuck monkey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll let you pick that up and put it away. <laughs> you had to dig that out of the crate, too. He must have, like, really wanted That's to That's what I was that thinking monkey. about. Because all of his toys are in one crate, and he has to, like, dig to the bottom to get the one he wants. He must have really gone in there looking for something to fuck. Oh, I can't believe it. Did he, you get a video? No. He seems to be done now. I'll just keep the camera out just in case. Oh, we just should stop there. <laughs> There's, I don't even... Can I... Okay. We're never going to get back on track after monkey fucking. <laughs> and the award for best interruption goes to... <laughs> Um, okay, can oh. I ask you the question I wanted to ask you about 2016? Yeah. What lessons did you learn in 2016? Unfortunately, I don't think I learned anything I didn't already know. Okay. Which was, everything sucks. <laughs> you're all gonna die. <laughs> and uh, there's nothing you're gonna do about it. And people are shitty. It was I liked I liked the ring until you added the people are shitty. Well, it it's kind of everything a, sucks. You're all gonna die, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's <laughs> that's perfect. That that should be on your tombstone. Unfortunately, there are things that you can do about it. May, you obviously you can't prevent your own death, but there are things you can do to prolong your own life and the lives of others and the planet in general. And we've done away with that. Hmm. So. This Jim Baker show. Oh, we uh, are going back now. Yeah, just so it it turns into this. Milita- it, it's basically what I realize that what I'm seeing is something that uh, a similar program for another faith they would call outrageous. They would call it, uh, you know, like militarized. It, it, it's basically they're creating extremists with. Fake facts. So they were saying, like, well, there, like a Fox News show is. No, there was a point where he goes, "Who are you to say what's news? If if someone sees something and they believe that, then that's news to them." And I was like, "No, that's not how news works. <laughs> that what that is is a is a lie <laughs> that you agree with. That's not news." Mm-hmm. It is just like, it's fucking scary because I'm seeing this, and it's not scary because I agree with it or believe it. It's scary because apparently a lot of people do. Then, it gets even more fucked up and weird from there. They go into, you know, paying the bills here. Uh-oh. They're asking for money. Mm-hmm. They're also selling tapes of Jim Baker's interview with Ronald Reagan while he was president. Mm -hmm. So when you have a religious program that is preaching politics, selling Ronald Reagan tapes, and then your reward, if you donate above a certain tier, is a survivalist bucket kit, where you get this bucket full of food that has a shelf life of like 20 years or something. Why do you need a survivalist kit? Well, that's a stupid question. When the liberals and the left <laughs> ruin everything for America, 
<laughs> you're gonna need that. I don't understand how you're gonna need that. I can't even think of something that Republicans would do to fuck it up where I'm gonna need that. Are you stupid? Like, <laughs> have you What's not... in the kit? Food? Yeah. It's a, it's like food to keep down in your bunker. An apocalypse kit. Yeah, that's essentially what it is. Did they specifically say what I'm going to do to bring the apocalypse? It seemed like they were encouraging it, honestly. <laughs> Me to bring about the apocalypse? They, they're, they were big Trump fans mm-hmm. on there, uh, making no attempt to hide that. Mm-hmm. Um... I, I I don't know. So you're sad. Yeah, I don't know. I just I sat there watching it and it was just sinking in and I was like, these are real people. Like, oh look, he's having a little cuddle time with it now. Some pillow talk. Yeah. Or if he's a biter. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm getting to know more about him than I ever wanted yeah, it's to. A little. Well. Oh. oh. Damn it. Chad. <laughs> You proud of yourself? This is this is degrading. <laughs> Y'all done? <laughs> he looked right into the camera there at the end. Yep. You saw a man's vinegar strokes today. The monkey is also laying in a really compromising position. Oh, here it goes again. Arfie, come on, you're done, man. You're done, dude. All right, this is the Why worst is podcast we've I've ever ne- done. I've never seen him do this before, ever. You told me that he's done it like once or twice. Maybe twice. <laughs> and never the monkey. It's always the kangaroo that looks like him. He looks like a kangaroo now. I'm glad you're enjoying this. (coughs) I'm glad this is making you happy. Not as much as that monkey. He's not getting enjoyment (laughs) out of this. Did you buy that monkey dinner, Arfie? Oh my god. Can I talk about what I learned in 2016? Yeah, let's hear it. So, I have one really sad thing to talk about, and then one fun thing. So I think we'll do the fun thing second. So... The not fun thing that I learned about this year was about perspective. I learned so much about... Well, like how to draw a town realistically. From a bird's eye view? No, with perspective. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, like you... Like single point perspective. You, you put a dot on the horizon line and then, you know, like everything. Oh, this is an art thing. Yeah. It's like how you make your stuff look real. I don't know. Well, that it's great really that you reminded our listeners that you went to art school, because in the cartoon that we watched, there was a great joke about the wasted parts of art school that yeah. I, I wrote down specifically to talk about today. So we'll get to that. But, um, so to, to explain what I learned about this year, I'm going to use a friend that I have. And two phone conversations that I had with him this year. So I have a friend 
like one of my absolute best and closest friends in the world. You know, if it were not for you, maybe my best friend, maybe number one on the list after you. Twenty sixteen is not over. You're saying he might? Oh, you might die. (laughs) You would still be my best friend if you died. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for how long though? Eventually, that that uh, relationship is going to get stale. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's like a Swiss Army Man thing. (laughs) I wish we could go on a Swiss Army Man adventure. Uh, so this friend of mine, who I, I will not use any names, because I know he would be upset if I did. This friend of mine, this year, um, he, um, uh, where do I want to say it here? He, he went to his employers and said, because he, he had a contract with them, and he said, look, mm-hmm. I don't want to work here anymore, I'm going to go get a new job. Mm-hmm. And even though he was under contract, they were like, all right, fuck it. Go get a new job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then he um, got this amazing job offer with a six-figure salary. Mm-hmm. He's a year younger than me, so he's killing it. And then about a month later, he married a television host and former NBA cheerleader. No, he did not marry two women. Like It was, <laughs> it was, it was one person. And she's like, a supermodel and she's awesome and mm-hmm. it was amazing that he did that and I from my pers- my perspective remember the word of the day it seemed like that was pretty awesome for him to do all that stuff right. meanwhile uh, let's look at the year that I had I uh, I got out of an industry that I hated so much mm-hmm. I worked in this industry for so long and I was so unhappy and I finally got a job that got me out of that industry. And then that job made you grossly unhappy. I was so unhappy. Uh, I had this employer, my boss, who... You were medicated. I had, an, I had a boss who made me so incredibly upset all the time that I had to go to a doctor and get medication. Uh, at one point, uh, I had like a... Uh, you had fainting spells. Like I had a, a fainting like, spell. Like a woman in the 20s who's well, just overcome with I don't like to use the scientific term because it's, it sounds like vagina. <laughs> I had a vagal reaction. When the doctor told me that's what it's called, I was like, shit, you, that's what it's called? Are you doing your vagal exercises yeah, so it doesn't happen you. again? Thank you. Yeah, so I, I, this person was so incredibly cruel to me all the time that I passed out one day at work. And... I had to go on medication and I, it felt like sometimes for weeks I wouldn't sleep because I was so scared to go to work that I'd have to see my boss and be around him and have to spend weekend long trips with him out of town. RV. <laughs> Can you take it away? I'm not touching it. <sighs> Mike, take RV to your room. He's been fucking this monkey for like 30 minutes. (laughs) If you take the monkey and Arfie up to your room, he'll probably fuck it and you can just laugh. I'm going to record it. That's fine. Just to have it be in a different room. (laughs) What a horn dog. Arfie, it's hilarious, but you're really distracting. (laughs) Come on, bud. Let's go upstairs. Yeah. Yeah, he likes it when you wiggle it like that. You're just making a little tease show out of the monkey. All right. So, anyway, thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. Come here. Ready? You just go. He'll follow you. 
so anyway, this person <laughs> made my life a living hell. Yeah. And then eventually mm-hmm. his disinterest in me led to the point that he fired me. I got fired from a job this year. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, while most of the time that I worked at this place, I was in a relationship with someone who was... I can't believe I'm saying this. I literally can't believe I'm saying this, that I, I'm an adult white male. Abusive. She was emotionally, physically, and sexually abusive to me. I can't believe... She was sexually abusive to you? I mean... Did she... Did she touch you down there? I mean, there would be many times when I would not want to have sex, and she would make sure that we had sex. I I don't want to use a certain word here, but, like, there were times when... It sounds like you're describing a certain thing that... If I would try to imply that that's what was oh, happening, I've seen what happens. She would say, "Well, that happened to me once, so you're not allowed to say that to me. You're making fun of me for doing like a no, Mr. Burns I, I, yeah, type I'm, thing with I'm my just, hands. I, I'm, I'm I am just, doing a Mr. Burns thing right now, and I don't know why I am. Probably because I'm uncomfortable. But like, it looks like you're holding a pretend ball. Like I'm a I'm a a a, a white straight man in 2016 living in America who has my shit together." And I like well, can't I mean, be- sort of okay, but yeah, but I can't believe I'm saying to you that like I got into one of those relationships this year. I got the trifecta. I had to watch it. I, I tried to throw you some warning for so long. She was emotionally and sexually abusive to me, and then the day we broke up, she like straight up like judo kicked me really hard in the <laughs> stomach. So we got the trifecta yeah. of physically abusive mm-hmm. in there too. So I, you know, I, I've, I've been there. After I got fired, I went back to the job that I was miserable at before, and then on the five-year anniversary of my dad's death, my grandma died. His mom died. So let me tell you two stories about my friend that really made me feel perspective so much, okay? The day that I got fired, I I got fired at about 9 o'clock in the morning, and I came home. I was home before 10. Mm-hmm. It happened fast. Yeah. And you were here. You were the only person here. And I told you what happened. Because I wasn't working at that time. <laughs> we were I, I had no Suddenly job. both unemployed. <laughs> okay, so I came home and I told you. And you were the only person I told. I didn't even tell my girlfriend. In fact, I called my mom and I don't know why I did. I later regretted telling my mom. I don't even know why I did. But, this, but before I called my mom... You were the only person that knew. So we're talking, it's 10 o'clock now. Mm-hmm. I remember you went somewhere. I think you went to play Pokemon. Because I think you invited Probably. me. But I was like, I can't right now. You know, I was like trying to find a new job. So it's not even 11 yet. I was on like my second month of being unemployed. And I was like, I'm going to go play Pokemon. <laughs> you're like, I've been unemployed for an hour. I need to find a new job. And I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah I'm going to go play Pokemon. <laughs> well, if I'm being totally honest, in my mind... I somehow thought, well, if I get a job today, I'll really stick it to them. Like, mm, I'll show them. Yeah. In the end, did it matter? I mean, they don't care what you do. Well, yeah, right? Like, if I had just spent that time playing Pokemon, wouldn't my, my life have been way better? Maybe. Anyway, so it's not even 11 yet. And you were gone. I was the only person at home alone. And I got a call from this friend. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey... I, I've been fired. I can't even believe I'm saying this. I've been fired less than two hours at this point. And he says, hey, I've got three amazing job offers and I don't know what to go with. I remember one of them was like uh, yeah, I remember. somewhere in the Northwest and one of them was San Diego and the other one was a six-figure job. And I was like, 
what is this? Like, why is this happening today? And he told, it wasn't that he was like, I, I, I realized I framed the story wrong. I made it sound like he was like, oh man, look at this great thing. I don't know what to do. He was like, no, I'm incredibly stressed and my life is horrible and I don't know how I'm going to make this terrible decision. And I'm like, what's happening? You mean the decision where no answer would be bad? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just, I remember I just like, you know, don't put a bunch of shit on him right now and don't be like, Hey, your problems don't fucking matter. Yeah. Could you give me one of those? Yeah, like, in, instead, I'll, I'll, I'll choose one. <laughs> um, instead, I was like, I was like supportive, and I was like, dude, you got to go to San Diego. It's an awesome place to live. It's the coolest. You got to go to San Diego. Yeah. And my friend was very insistent. That he was he wanted the money. Yeah. So he he took the six figure job. He did not listen to my advice. Um. So that's story number one. I don't know how much I need to say about that, but that was a real eye-opening day for me (laughs) that you know what i am going to quickly really quickly say something about it that i was on one side of the fence and i saw the grass on the other side and it looked really fucking green and i went over there and it was the nastiest shade of shit around (laughs) it wasn't even grass it was manure posing as grass and it didn't work out and then i had to climb back over the fence and go to your shitty shoes yeah and go back to the green that i was already in and I really learned a lot about what that perspective was like. And then also, mm. on the same fucking day, I saw how everything I thought was going right for him was really stressing him out and not going so great in his mind. And I'm not saying anything negative about him. I'm just saying, anyway, this next story is really going to help out. So he called me again this week. He uh, He's getting fired and his wife is leaving him. <laughs> Terrible. Like I said, by now he's married to the NBA cheerleader. Yeah. Um, he's got the six-figure job, and he called me this week and he told me he's like, he's like I'm I, I'm like at the end of my rope. He's like I I've moved three times in the last two years. I have no friends other than my wife. He's like I I don't know what to do with my life anymore. I'm not happy. I'm stressed out. And, uh, and he was, he was, I mean, he was kind of saying to me, like, I don't know how much more I can take, you know? He was telling me that he was really miserable. He said I should call in and check on him from Mm -hmm. time to time because he, he wanted someone to be looking after him. And what really was eye opening for me about that was I went through really quickly some of the negative events that happened to me in my life this year. Mm -hmm. And I gotta say, I couldn't be happier. Like, things are going so great for me right now, and I'm just really happy with where I am. I mean, you got a Persian sticker first thing right out of that packet. (laughs) I couldn't be happier with my career and my friends, my social life and my love life and my housing situation and my financial situation and just, like, where things are, I feel so great and so appreciative and happy for where I am. And all this time, I thought, like, that guy on the other side of the fence, like, he's got, he's living the dream. He's got everything going for him. And it's not. Hmm. And it was really eye opening for me. I think that person also could use some perspective. I don't. I think I think I, it no was matter, a lesson for me. No matter what space you're in, you're gonna have problems, and your problems are your problems. I'm not saying that his problem isn't real; like it's definitely real. Mm-hmm. 
but you kind of got to be like, oh shit, right? Like, I I'm doing okay. I don't actually have anything to worry about. You know, I mean, I think you I think you have every right to see it that way. But I think that instance was a lesson for me to learn that just because I can look at someone and what I see that's that's not on the on the shallow part of their life, you know, like. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know their inner struggle. When the city mouse and the country mouse meet, one doesn't just learn a thing from the other. They both have to learn from each other's experiences (laughs) to complete the story. Well, I mean, he's not here and he's not going to listen to this, so I don't know what he's going to learn from this, but I'm telling you what I learned from it. Well, this year, uh, towards the end of last year, I stepped down from a job where I was making... Sounds like Arfie's finishing... Oh, God. <laughs> um, Is there water in this? Not really. There's, a, there's like a little backwash left in the bottom. Okay. Are you going to drink that backwash? Probably. Okay. Um, yeah, this this year was kind of shitty, and it did a lot of stuff this year. was tantamount to self-medicating. Like at the beginning, like. Did you break up from this year, or was that last year? No, that was last year. Okay. Um, it's been yeah, well over a year now. Okay. But in the interim, there's been lots of stuff happen. Uh, yeah, I, I left a job. I made like I, I believe every year for the past three years I've made less money than I made I think the that's right year. I think that's right um because of like I had a health issue I had to have surgery and I was out of work for an extended period at a reduced because I have insurance for that but it it gives you like like one third of what you would be making if you were actually there oh and you're then, talking about like workman's not like workman's comp but like it's a uh, short-term disability. Yeah, yeah, insurance. that's the word I'm looking yeah. for. Because um, I was out, out of work for like eight weeks, which two whole months to not be working is a lot. And then this year I had another t- two, almost, I think, three months where I wasn't working. Like two and a half months. Yeah. Uh, because of problems within the company getting my transfer. So it's just like every time... That it, it starts to look up and I start to get ahead a little bit. Something else comes up and starts pulling it back. So, I, you know, I I was getting around a little bit at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was fun, but it was also very, like, fleeting fun. It wasn't, like, being happy. I was enjoying myself, don't get me wrong, but it was not happiness. And now, like, midway through, you know, now I'm in, like, a, a pretty serious relationship with someone who's really great, and that's been awesome, and it's hard to look at everything else that's going on, like, in my life and in the world, and then, like, stack up my happiness next to that, you know? Right. It's like, man, I'm doing fine. I was like, sorry, world, that everything else sucks. Yeah. But hey, at least I have this thing going for me. And like you said, like uh, you know, we have a great place here, <clears throat> and all this stuff is going awesome. But at the same time, it's creating like a lot of anxiety about the future. 
Why are you anxious about the future? Because in about six months... You'll be living in a new city without a place to live. Yes. Right. Uh, my best friend will be leaving. Spoilers. Uh, oh, did you think I was talking about... Arvi <laughs> uh, and the monkey are eloping. Yeah. Um, but... I'm going to lose the house. I'm going to have to find a shitty apartment to live in, most likely. Do you think you'll live with... I don't think anyone in this house is interested in continuing to live in this house, or probably with roommates. And even so, money. Huge deal break. The person who pays the largest bulk of the rent right now definitely isn't going to stay. Well, I'm not talking about that person. Yeah. So I'm. we're just losing the person who pays the most. Uh, yeah, so there's that. And then there's... Is that, is that all? National issues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Donald Trump is trying to start a nuclear arms race. I know you don't really follow the news, but With Russia? Yeah, and with everyone else. He's okay, saying, wait, you just you just made me realize something that my brain has never put together. He wants to start an arms race with Russia, but isn't he, like, pals with them? Or is that just, like, a thing that people say? No, that- it's true. They're, he's a huge fan of Putin, but the, the problem is that they're two very bullheaded people and very, like, macho. Mm-hmm. And so even though they're getting along right now... At a distance, mm-hmm. eventually, they will come up against one another, and their their you know buddiness <laughs> might not carry over into a conflict. I'm not laughing about what you're talking about today. I listened to Scott Hockerman and Paul F. Tompkins riffing about Mike Pence, oh. and this is a dumb premise, but sometimes those are funny. They were doing the premise that what if he was the same guy, looked the same, same beliefs, but his name was Mike Pants? Like, how, <laughs> how hard it would be to take him seriously? I don't think he would have He would have been picked if Paul, his name was Pants. Paul F. Tompkins was like, my, my, my name is Mike Pants, and I believe that if a pregnant woman gets punched in the stomach, she needs to hold a funeral for that baby. <laughs> Vice President Pants. We had a vice president quail some years back. That was kind of funny. <laughs> and then we had a vice president who liked to shoot quail and also his uh, friends. Hey, yeah. that was a good little connection yeah. there. That was good. Mm-hmm. That was good. Um, were you saying more about your looming future? Or is no, that just um, it's difficult to stay positive even when things are going well because... There's so much that's unstable right now. I don't have the right advice for you. I don't I mean, know what to tell you I, to make I, it. I'm hoping for the seem best. better. I hope your optimism is enough. Can you come closer to the mic? Uh, my only other question for 2016 is: Do you have goals or resolutions or anything like that? Um, I well, I decided, sorry, I said 2016. I meant yeah, 2017, obviously. Uh, for 2016, it's just to survive. Um. Oh, well, here it your, comes. Wearing, your goal for 2016 came down is the to survive. A smoking jacket. <laughs> um, 
Your goal for 2016 is to survive? Yeah. We're recording this on the tw- the 30th. I mean, Carrie Fisher probably thought she was fine a couple weeks ago. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> that one was a real, real bummer. Yeah. Someone that I just, like, love from my childhood. Someone that I have, you know, toys of and watched over and over and over again from, like, the age of six onward. Maybe even younger than that. And that she died suddenly and unexpectedly at the age of 60. I which wonder. Is, she's younger than my dad. Mm-hmm. And I, about the same She age looks a lot older than your dad. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Yeah, she does. I wonder if when they said that she was in stable condition, if she was not in stable condition. I don't know. It's hard to say. Anyhow. Going up for round two. Yeah, for uh, for 2017, I decided instead of resolutions this year, I haven't been reading for shit. Like, ever since I got a smartphone, I used to read What's your reading level right now? My reading level? <laughs> yeah. Lower than it should be. <laughs> uh... So, instead of a, a resolution, I'm just going to have a pile of books that I'm going to try to get through. Okay. That's a good one. I like it. And um, goals, I, I think I might actually try to get a new job so that I can afford to live. That's a good one. What sucks is, I, in, you know, the big box store, I was talking to my girlfriend about this, and she goes, it shouldn't be too hard to find something better. And I was like, you would be surprised. I was surprised. Uh, not just because there's not a lot out there, but because I've been working there for so long that even what I make, which is not good, is still more than almost anyone else is willing mm, to pay up. you. Starting. That's really fucked up. I when I and it's still less than you deserve. Years ago, <laughs> this is years ago. I found a job in another city that I was wanting to move to. And I interviewed, I knocked it out of the park, they were like thrilled, they offered me a position in their management, and it was going to pay me less. Is this at a place where kids can be kids? Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Um, and they, they were, their management position that they had for they me. They offered you the position of CEO. Yeah. <laughs> um, the management- I would be working under the giraffe. <laughs> um, <laughs> But well, everyone works under the giraffe, obviously. <laughs> but but um, oh, bravo! But yeah, you uh, mean because his office is on the highest <laughs> floor, yes. of course. Um, and, but the the management position was going to pay me less than I was making stocking milk in a big box store. That <laughs> That's time. fucked up. And I was like, well, I guess this is just what I'm going to do forever. <laughs> To be fair, I mean I, that's not still what I do, but I still work for a big box company. In, in defense of myself and Amanda, do we say Amanda's name on this podcast? I guess we do. Okay, in my in defense <laughs> of myself and Amanda, I think what was shocking for us is that we're both so. You have a niche. We know you so much that we're like, well, Jack is a great candidate. Anyone would be lucky to have him. <laughs> of course, they would hire him. And then you're well, always... I'm not being hired for the position of best friend or, or boyfriend. <laughs> boyfriend. <laughs> but um, if you you always told me you're like 
yeah, but my resume just says this thing on it because I've worked there for so long. And I'm like, oh, come on, you're great. And then I look at your resume and I'm like, oh, it really just says that thing on it. Yep, doesn't matter if you're really great at that thing. They're like, well, this isn't our thing. I didn't even mean great at that thing. I just meant Amanda and I think of you as great. Yeah, but when you're looking at a resume, it can be like, the absolute best at blank, and I did that for X number of years, and then like, and, uh, okay, I see, uh, yeah, it's just, just the one page, um, okay, well, I guess we'll be in touch. (laughs) And the interview that I killed it at was, like, a group interactive interview, like, there was a lot of... Those are scary. They are, it was the first time I'd ever done that. The only time I ever did that... I'll tell you. But, but I'll tell involved, you a funny story about it that. It involved but a go lot ahead. of speaking, like uh, you know, getting up in front of everybody, interacting, talking with people a lot, and like kind of batting it back and forth. And I destroyed. <laughs> I'm laughing. Go ahead. That's nonsense. I'm laughing about the time that the only time I ever did that. You said you killed it. Mm-hmm. I, I failed so miserably. <laughs> not only did I do terrible at the interview, not only did I do a shit horrible terrible job at this interview, but Two days before this interview, I had a outdoor shoot in the middle of January. There was like a foot of snow on the ground. And out, you said an outdoor shoot? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like a foot of snow on the ground. It was cold as fuck. And I was outside for like four or five hours in the cold. And I had pneumonia. I didn't know that I had pneumonia until I went to the doctor like two or three weeks later. But I went to this interview with pneumonia. And the night before the interview... I had I had never had this in my life. I had the the thing where you go from being absolutely frigid to absolutely like terrible with heat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hot. I, I think the word you're looking for is hot. Yes. <laughs> yes. I kept going back and terrible forth. Terrible with heat. I was like shaking. <laughs> I can't control my words right now. I had pneumonia three years ago. I'm so terrible with heat. Uh, yeah. I, and so this is the other thing about it, real quick. I um, I was I like got ready for the interview, and I got all dressed up. And, and then your clothes were drenched with sweat. <laughs> wait, I was about to leave, and I was like, "Oh, I have to throw up." And then I threw up a lot, not out of nerves, out of the sickness. And then I went to the interview, and I was the whole time I was literally, as you said, drenched in sweat from head to toe, all over. Ugh. And I never told them I was sick. And I later wondered. I was like. Was it obvious that I was really sick? Or, and then I was like, did I just look they nervous? They probably just thought you were on drugs. Like, or nervous. Like, this guy's coming off of something. Yeah. Yeah. I like had a, pneumonia. Like didn't know, tweet. though. Okay. Should I do my resolution? What is it? Is I don't even want to give it away, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> nice. You made, a, you made a TV joke. That's cute. Uh, okay, so I know you saw this on Facebook because I saw that you liked it. There was an article that popped up on my Facebook feed like a week and a half ago. And I only saw it because you liked it and some of my other friends. And it was one of those like... Bu- not from BuzzFeed. Where did you do, dipshit? Way to go. I keep talking. Now I'm curious to know what he did. Oh, was he trying to get his ball?
Be careful, he might have humped that too. Um. Yeah, so there was an article that you liked, and it was like 50 websites or apps that you can use to make money by doing almost nothing. You didn't like you this sure article? I might have been. That sounds like clickbait shit that I would It was enjoy. clickbait shit, and uh, I thought that you were one of the people who liked it, but one of my other, maybe some of my other friends did, so maybe it's just them. But I started reading it, and it was like, it looked pretty legit. There was like a lot of websites that I was like, oh, that's a thing I could do. And so I think my goal is I'm going to try, I'm going to, I think I'm going to, I haven't made it an official plan yet, but I think I'm going to do like one a week, like, and which, whichever ones stick, like I'll stick with those, you know what I mean? Try them out. Okay. But they were, they were all pretty cool. And some of them were simple and some of them were complicated, you know what I mean? But it was like meaningless, quick little things you can do to make extra money. What? You know what I mean? Like, like the simplest one I could think of was... There's an app you can download that when your phone is locked like this and you're not using it, it will just have an ad on the screen. Okay. And it's not like you click on it or anything. It's just there. And then you just make money by doing that. But then, like, a more complicated one was... Google surveys? That's one. Well, I'm already doing that one, yeah. Um, A more complicated one is uh, I saw there's one where apparently... If you there's a thing you can sign up for, and movie studios will pay you about twenty dollars to go see a movie premiere on the opening night of a movie. Really? Yeah. If you go to like the midnight premiere on a Thursday night of certain movies, they'll pay you like twenty bucks to see it. Cool. Yeah. You should do that. Yeah, that's that's one I want to look into. I like movies. They wouldn't even have to. The joke's on them. I would do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and then there was like forty eight more of them, you know. So I'll try it out. Um, is it cartoon time? Uh, well, I don't even know what we're doing anymore. We've just we're just been rambling. We're at, we're at uh, an hour fifteen. I need to use the potty. Can we pause before we talk about cartoons? Yeah. I'll just put in a little musical interlude here. Should we make this a two-parter? When would we record part two? Uh, Sunday night? Do you need to quit is what I'm saying? I could keep I going. I mean, I probably should. Will, you want to wrap it up then? Bless you. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We can wrap it up and do a part two on Sunday night. I'm okay with that. Can we talk real quick? Can I, can I ask a quick, quick question? Yeah. Oh, Mike's carrying the fuck monkey around. Oh. It's got a hole in the butt. <laughs> he ripped his tail <laughs> off. Oh, get it off the table. He ripped his tail off. And... He ripped the tail off to make a butthole is what he did. <laughs> he made a butthole and, and took out all the And stuff. he fucked that butthole and you're fingering that butthole with your with the only hand that God gave you right now. <laughs> uh, oh, he put the monkey me. fuck tail on Jack. Get Gross. out of here. Dear fuck monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Arfie tore that ass up. <laughs> <laughs> he tore that monkey a new asshole. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, when we do the quick Sunday night and talk about the New Year's cartoon mm-hmm. that we watched, can we have our girlfriends on? Will your girlfriend <clears throat> be here? No. Oh. She'll be here Saturday. Mm, mine will. Um, if no one else comes to game night, maybe we can do it Saturday night. Okay. Uh, Is this thing you're going to do quick? Because I still have to go potty. talk about the cereal real quick. 
I didn't need a cereal. You didn't even try it? We, you didn't even tell me what cereal you... I, whatever you're I about to say... I put it out on the counter. It's very prominent. It's a giant box. The cinnamon frosted flakes? Yeah. We said we were going to eat a healthy cereal. And so why would I think that... I, I saw I that said, and I just thought, oh, that'll be a great one to do next year. It was either a, cere- a... You said a healthy cereal and I said, or a new cereal because it's the new year. So this is the second... We had a misunderstanding this week about when you're watching the cartoon yeah. and the cereal. You, wait, I'm, you're doing a bit, right? No. <laughs> we're done. We're done here. Well, I just misunderstood, that's all. Don't hit your head on the light. You should be ashamed of yourself, sir. I didn't know. You didn't tell me. I was talking to Arthur. Oh, okay. Um, don't show me his his shame tool. <laughs> Is it still shameful? No, it's okay. it's all shamed up. <laughs> um, okay, Sh- let's let's shame talk about. I, by the time we do part two of this episode, I will eat the cereal and we will talk about it. I've eaten three bowls of that cereal now. Can you use your microphone voice? I've eaten three bowls of cinnamon frosted flakes. I I can't wait to eat I it, you, and I'm just, gonna. You just open that bag, and it, the cinnamon don't tell smell. the listeners about it. They want to hear about it on mm. part two. Okay. Well, happy New Year, everybody. Harvey, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? You just. Uh... Thanks for ruining yeah, 2016, we, Arvin. We've, we've been, like, off the rails this whole time, and you have not helped one bit. People on uh, the internet, if you're looking for a scapegoat for 2016, hashtag blame Arfie. There were several things that happened in 2016 that were Arfie's fault. <laughs> the blood shits all over the house. Oh, Arfie. Oh, man. What the, a rough uh, time that the was. The trash can knocked over and strewn everywhere. That was Arfie. The dog hair, that was Arfie. The monkey fucking was Arfie. The Robert Durst murders, that was Arfie. Possibly the package theft. (laughs) Alright, look forward to part two, right? I don't know. Bye, everybody.